0: And welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local bard, Emily Cardamus.
1: And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts.
0: Hey Liz, I have news for you. What? It's math.
1: Now see, I wanted to have a joke where I said it's math, and then no! it's how you get all frustrated. I've
0: stolen your
1: thunder because it was my thunder to begin with. How dare you steal the thunder <laughs> that was your thunder that I was going to take from you. I am Zeus only in the
0: thundery ways not in the like uh the lightning or well no in the like in the lightning in the thundery ways not in the like um head sex with all the other gods and oh. also all the other people Zeus yeah yeah you aren't the horny Zeus not, not I'm not the horny Zeus yeah but speaking of Zeus and uh well I guess technically speaking of I don't remember the Roman version of Zeus yeah <laughs>
1: uh perfect transition (laughs) what are we talking about today liz today we're going to be talking about uh one of the most common you know iconic swords uh called the gladius uh which was the roman sword which was typically used between the fourth and third century bce Um, on average the gladius was only about two to three feet in length and two pounds and used by roman soldiers uh so all all of you bible people you probably know what this is i mean if you just even blatantly haven't watched any roman themed film in existence
0: yeah if you haven't seen like gladiator or gladiator <laughs> or or gladiator
1: yeah i or can't gladiator. think of any <laughs> I was gonna well, say three hundred, and then it was just what like about, no.
0: But what about Gladiator?
1: No, no, no. See, you're forgetting the most important one. Which one is that? Gladiator. Ah, uh, see, I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah, I know. I mean, it always it's it slips the mind. It always it's at the tip of my tongue, and it just goes. It's gone. It's like glug glug glug, glug. Gladiator. What was that one movie? Glad
0: glad. Uh, happy people? No, it was Gladiator. Happy feet. <laughs> happy
1: feet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The one with the swords and the penguins. <laughs> the swords and the death and the stabbing. Um, Happy feet. So how about this blade? So how about this blade? It was kind of strange in shape. It was really wide at the hilt and tapered in towards the middle. But um, at the tip of it, it was it kind of widened to back out slightly. And this was kind of... Created a little controversy in regards to how it was used. Um, simply because uh, blades that have weight towards the tip tend to be used for more of a swinging motion
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: a lot of recorded history has it as a thrusting weapon and we'll Mm -hmm. get into that more as i kind of describe further how this blade functions right um
0: i would think that like if you're weighted if the sword's weighted towards the tip that makes more sense to be a swinging weapon because you're then like you got like centrifugal force on your side yeah the weights at the end
1: but it's weird because it has It has weight at the tip, but it also has a lot of weight at the end, because the hilt normally has, uh, like, a dome shape, which is called Mm. capulus, Um, and it kind of acted as a guard, but it wasn't curved down like a rapier to protect your hand. It was kind of the reversed way, so, like, the the flat part of the dome was where the blade came out. At the very end of it, it had a really large uh, pommel, typically, like... You know, highly designed brass piece, and then big the, old stick. Yeah, big ol', There's a big old ball for your big old stick.
0: Big ol' stick.
1: Sticks, but yeah, I mean, so that's where it kind of gets weird with its uh, how it was used. Okay. Um, because, and I'm gonna kind of jump ahead in our notes here. That's fine. Uh, the short, uh, the short stout. Like shape of the blade was typically recorded as a thrusting weapon in a lot of um various r- records of god knows how many battles romans were crazy um yeah they like to stab obviously a lot of people yeah i don't what what was, was the trendy the thing they yeah were
0: like hey these this fall fashion is stabbing people we know that's an action and not a wearable <laughs> item but walk down the runway. Oh man! Imagine that runway show. Like imagine if runway shows were a thing.
1: Oh my just god! Imagine
0: someone walking down the runway and then just like stabbing someone, and like that's the fashion
1: item. And then you just like you fling it. You fling the sword back out, and the like the sparkles of blood just like illuminate. And yeah. And you just like have yeah. this kind of anime look, or just like you got it. <gasps> and you you gotta smize. You gotta you gotta use
0: your face sex and and smize. And then use that hall, work that hallway like a runway, <laughs> except it is a runway and you're going to work it. That's mm. all I know about America's next top model.
1: <laughs> Tyra Banks. Well, oh, okay. Well, this would be Roman's next top model. Rome's- no, Tyra
0: Banks is immortal.
1: Oh, okay. So this has just been going on for centuries now. Yes. Okay. It just kind of died that's my, out. That's a my bit. new
0: conspiracy theory. My new conspiracy theory is that Tyra Banks is immortal, and um, America's Next Top Model has been happening since the dawn of time.
1: Good, that's good. I, I would love to see. Get the ones at with me, Doug. Wikipedia editors. They're going nuts right now as we speak. Good. Everything we please. say is facts. If fact, someone did people. that, I would literally weep. Uh, Guess what I'm doing after this? <laughs> no, you'll get banned
0: from Wikipedia. <laughs>
1: They can do that. No. It's just that my reply would just be, but it's just a goof. Well it, like, sometimes no. sometimes
0: it's for the goof, but sometimes it's sometimes the goof goofs you. No. Immortal words of Tyra
1: Banks. <laughs> <laughs> and I quote from Tyra Banks or something. Yeah, and I quote Tyra Banks, <laughs> passage five one. <laughs> Anyway, continue <laughs> Anyways, with your sword. Now that story. we're off of our runway, yeah, we're backstage again.
0: Now we're back in the Roman
1: times with the sword. Yes, so the purpose of its design was actually so that it could go through chainmail easier. So oh, okay. the tip, which is strange, is actually rather—it's like a long taper. Um, so the very 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 point of the sword could go through a ring on chainmail rather perfectly and break Mm -hmm. it open to keep piercing through oh okay in comparison to like if you have say any other kind of broadsword they're a little bit more rounded the taper isn't nearly as long um and it'll hit several chains chain links okay causing it you know the hit to be dispersed and blah 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 Mm -hmm. science or should I say it's math um It's both. It's math science. Math is
0: science.
1: Math and math. I tried. It was bad.
0: (laughs) Smath. Smath. Yes. It's smath. It's smath.
1: (laughs) It's smithing smath. Hey. Yay. (laughs) But since stabbing was a very efficient technique, um, a lot of the hits tended to take place in the abdominal area and we're almost like critical hits so you we're just
0: where all your vital organs are
1: yeah so you can be like oh hey that's my spleen silly spleen what are you doing outside of my body oh hey large intestine <laughs> and then you okay just that's die. a lung and then you're just dead <laughs> you find out yeah, that you're actually you been dead for like five hours and you're yes. ghost. You're just a ghost sitting there staring at your own body wow that got oh, morbid really weird. fast
0: yeah Jeez. hmm
1: story time but, <laughs> though primary infantry attacks uh, focused on thrusting at, mm-hmm. you know, at the stomach, uh, they were trained to take any available hits possible. So, they would go for your kneecaps, they'd go for, like, under your armpit, like, they'd, they'd do what so they the, could. So, this sword
0: was basically your, like, your most common, like, this was the common men's sword.
1: Yeah, this was your foot, standard foot soldier sword. Right. It was run-of-the-mill your you, Walmart of swords. Exactly. You just walk down the street, pick up a sword in the market, keep on going, maybe pick up this. an apple.
0: Yeah. With your sword. Yeah. And like you just stab it. mean I mean. thieves. The,
1: mm-hmm. However, the gladius, in some circun- circumstances, uh, was actually used for cutting and slashing. So this is a nice morbid story to go with the other morbid stories that we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Macedonia Wars, uh, the Macedonian soldiers were absolutely horrified to see dismembered bodies for probably, you know, obvious reasons. It's it's a dismembered body. It's, right. it's not how it's supposed to be. So Roman soldiers specifically went out to hack away at them so to make it just as gruesome looking as possible.
0: Right, right. It's a fear tactic.
1: Yeah, it's exactly it's what it was. Tactic. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it it sent the point home very very useful. It's
0: sent the point. The point home.
1: I'm dying inside. Yeah. But let's talk about its origins with the story time from our favorite bard. That's me. That's you. Okay. Um. So the
0: way that this this reads is sort of this almost sounds like this was a type of gladius sword and not all gladius swords. Because it's, it's referring specific, specifically to Gladius Hispanius, which I would assume means, like, something Hispanic. Um, yeah, well... But anyway. But, uh, but, but, me, that- but we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah. it. So basically, we're back in... This We're back in the old BC times. Fun, fun times. Uh, you know. Before before the J-Man was around. Uh, and this is a story of one Titus Manlius Torcadus, Torcadius... I'm not quite sure how that is pronounced, but it's like torque, you know, because it's twisting and and that'll be fun later. Uh, But basically, he he accepted a challenge uh, to single combat uh, by a large Gaelic soldier um, at a bridge over the Anio River where the Gauls and the Romans were encamped on opposite sides of the river. Uh, Manlius strapped on the Hispanic sword, Gladius Hispanius. And during the combat, he thrust twice with it under the shield of the Gaul, dealing fatal blows to the abdomen. He then removed the, g- the Gaul's torque and placed it around his own neck, hence the name Torcadius. That's nasty. Yep. That's nasty. It's gross. So basically, basically what this gets at, this was like, this is just an early version, or this is just like the earliest, an early recorded story of this type of sword being used and the exact origin of this store of the sword has been disputed um it probably descended from celtic swords and but no one quite no one's like quite sure like if it descended from like the punic wars or through the gaelic wars or through probably you know a bunch of other things you know we're going off of you know records that are Um, who knows how accurate they are, and obviously society is totally different. It's very difficult. When you get into any archaeology of any sort, it's difficult to make any uh, true calls, because you are viewing things through the lens of your world, and the lens of the past world is probably totally different, so you can't quite, you know, be sure on these things. But yeah, this guy, so basically, this guy stabbed a guy in single combat. They dueled, and he, da 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 duel. The other guy, this guy, the the Roman guy, won because he stabbed him
1: in the guts. So and much gut stabbing.
0: Put uh, put the thing around his neck.
1: Yeah. Put the. I probably said, and I want to apologize because
0: I probably pronounced a bunch of these words wrong. But it's, I
1: don't. It's Roman okay. I would have done worse. Latin is
0: hard. Latin is difficult. This is true. So strange. hey, Liz, tell me how this sword's
1: made. So. There were a couple different processes, but the two most used processes were either it was forge welded with several metal strips, or it was actually made from a solid piece. And it would have a channel running through, or a fuller, if you might remember back from when we discussed broadswords, um, Mm -hmm. it ran down the center of the blade. Um, In this spot, this is where the owner's name was often engraved or punched. Again, a lot like a broadsword, which would normally have... Um, the smith's name or the owner's name depending. Um, in Roman times workers reduced the iron and uh, the iron ore in what was called a bloomery furnace and this furnace was essentially a large dome like shape made of clay and, and or stone and at the bottom had pipes that allowed airflow um to occur and feed the fi- and feed the flame, um, a large opening would be at the bottom, and this is where you could put the ore in, so it could be smelted by the coal and get rid of all the impurities. Um, the resulting pieces that came out from this uh, were called blooms. Uh, they were from there further worked to remove more slag inclusions uh, from the surface. Um, the five strips varied in carbon content. So much like a katana, um, it had different, um, different layers of carbon to mm-hmm. give it strength and flexibility.
0: So it's like different, and that's different like purity of carbon as well. Yes. Okay.
1: So um, at the central core of the sword, it had the highest carbon and on the edges, it had the lowest carbon. So this you is- You want it
0: to be like flexible. Yeah, if you want it to be sturdy but flexible,
1: yes. But this is actually inversed from a katana. So, what's strange is the stiffest part is in the center, Mm -hmm. the least flexible part is in the center, and the edges were low carbon, which allowed it to be um, more flexible. And I
0: think that sounds that's interesting because. I think we associate katanas as slashing weapons, and they're typically very dexterous. Um, and if you're putting something, if you're putting the stiff carbon in the center of a sword, you want that's like a that's like a really hard structure. So that I think, even though recorded history tells us that these were typically used as slashing swords, something that something like that tends to suggest it was used as a stabbing weapon.
1: Exactly. Um... And I think that's kind of where, uh, why most archaeologists favor the fact that it was used more as a stabbing and not so much as a slashing Mm -hmm. weapon, simply because of how it was constructed. Um, But since this had a variance of carbon content, um, especially the low carbon, um, since it was a lot more flexible, it had to be annealed in a very specific way, which I couldn't find a whole lot of information on how they went about it. But from my understanding, it seemed to be that they just continued to forge it until it became uh, cold. So the steel went black.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And it versus
0: like cooling it in like a versus like quenching it something. Yeah. Yeah. Quenching it. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. So So it was basically just like hammering it, like just working it and working it and working it until it had cooled off versus like working it to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm done and then you quench it.
1: Yeah. And I think this also allowed it to be work hardened. So it gave it a little bit more stiffness because the more you the more you work a piece of metal, Mm -hmm. regardless of what it is, the more it stiffens up it becomes more dense right less Um, malleable yes so it's believed that that's typically how it was formed
0: so that's basically the the gist of the roman the typical roman gladius then
1: yes Um, i'm
0: sure as we get into i'm sure like this was sort of an overview i'm sure we'll get into more like specifics of things as we maybe dive deeper into uh Much like how the broadsword branches off, I'm sure that the Roman gladius branches off into different types of weapons as well.
1: Yes. um,
0: Different, more famous weapons.
1: Like the Hispanic version of it. Like um, the
0: Hispanic version of it, which that guy used. Yeah. To stab another dude. Titus. Titus Andronicus. He's not Titus Andronicus, but I'm going to call him that now.
1: (laughs) Good job. A plus. 10 out of 10. It's math.
0: Well, it's about eating people.
1: Oh. You didn't know
0: that Titus Andronicus was a play about cannibals?
1: No, I don't know. Titus
0: Andronicus is totally a play about cannibals. Oh. You should read it sometime. It's fun.
1: That sounds lovely.
0: Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) Well, okay, it's not technically about cannibals. It's like, I think, basically, the one... Got like the guy's daughter is dating some dude, and then he's a jerk. And then to basically get revenge for this dude being a jerk, the guy kills him, and then bakes him into a pie, and then like feeds it like gives the pie to the his family or something. Oh. I don't know. It's oh, basically God. like it's like a low key Sweeney Todd. Yeah, like it's 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 definitely probably where Sweeney Todd took the inspiration from. Yeah. I'm pretty sure pies were involved.
1: Pies are anyway. delicious, but not meat pies. Oh, God.
0: Um, so what about your blacksmith's tip of the week?
1: Okay, so I remembered this kind of out of the blue the other day mm-hmm. about another glorious, a glorious school time story. Um, I was I was in my metals class, and one of my instructors, I will, I will spare him this. Um, Let's call him Dave. Yeah, Dave. I'm not gonna remember the name Dave. I'll okay. try to remember the name Dave All right. but I'm working with him on uh, on a larger project that I have um, and I'm having a hard time getting the solder to flow through the joint so I was like, yeah I can I can help you out so I have two torches and he's got two torches and we're we're ready to fire it up and get to town mm-hmm. and so we're sitting there and we're trying we're trying to light it and it's just like, well why why isn't the sparker working? What's happening? this is weird. And so he's sitting there fiddling with it. The gas is still going. Like, we still have the gas on. This
0: is a smart idea.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, And he gets it to spark and he goes to light my torch. The flame literally crawled up my arm, like (laughs) up to my elbow.
0: You became the human torch.
1: It happened so quickly that it was just like this whoop, and then it was gone. And we were both just like, "Oh God!" Like we like both panicked, turned off the Uh torches immediately. And he was like, "Oh my God! Oh my God! I'm so sorry. I am so sorry." He's like, "Are you okay?" (laughs) I'm just like, I like look down at my arm. I smell the burnt hair smell. I'm just like, Uh. "Oh hey, I got a free waxing." (laughs) (laughs) And then he was just like, "Oh okay, 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 good. I'm just, I'm gonna sit down for a minute, and then we'll try this again."
0: so it just goes to show don't leave the gas running
1: yeah always always be aware of what you're doing and Mm -hmm. don't try to light things when gas is slowly starting to fill up that space Mm -hmm. because yeah i think we need to do a special shout out to the person that recommended uh the gladius to us though
0: yes yes i want to say a thank you to um their twitter display name is lorenzo Zoyle. i don't know if that's your actual name but i'm going to assume it kind of is um which is at vv the flash vv on twitter um who suggested the roman gladius to us and um as well as a couple other like uh, deviations that I'm sure we'll get into later. This was just like an overview. Uh, so thank you again for that suggestion. Um, if you have, if anyone has any suggestions or comments or feedback, uh, you can reach us on Twitter um, at AudioArmoryCast or you can email us. Um, that's AudioArmoryCast at Gmail uh, you can reach out to us personally on Twitter. I am at CorruptedGem. Liz is at Belts. So that's Liz with two Zs. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Samantha Hogan, who provided our intro and outro music. You can find her work at SamanthaHogan.com, or you can find her on Twitter at, S- uh, at S-Hogan underscore Composer. Um, we're also on iTunes, so if you are listening to us through your magic Apple device uh you know leaving us a rate and review thing would probably be really helpful and even just like you know telling people about the show uh word of mouth is is kind of how we survive so that means a lot to us and thank you very much if you do that
1: um that cover everything yeah i think that covers everything
0: all right yeah uh so our next episode will be two weeks from now um and until that time I have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus.
1: And I'll forever and always be your local blacksmith, Liz Belts.
0: And as always... Don't throw, don't rocks, throw rocks at birds. At birds. Don't do not do that.
1: No. Also, don't impale people.
0: Don't.
1: No. Yeah. Please. Don't That's impale murder. birds. Don't That's impale murder. birds.
0: It's bird murder. Birder.